We're rolling. Tar, you got something to get out? No. <laughs> the new and improved discipline tar. Spank me. Zuck-Tatar and Scrappy-Doo. This is Professor Feather. Oh, this is the Midnight Catfly Auto. This is Dr. Head. And this is Buong the Blue Fez. And together we bring you... Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> did, did we all avoid doing like a stutter joke there? I mean, <laughs> it's inappropriate. It's, yeah, you know, know. <laughs> trying not really hard. It's, you know, kind of hard, kind of hard. <laughs> With this movie? <laughs> With this movie, yeah. Okay. Fellow inmates, last episode, we brought you a truly brilliant movie review and movie. That was quite a downer type movie. (laughs) So I thought this week we would lighten the load here a little bit. We're going to talk about a movie made in 1988, uh, written and directed by John Cleese. Everybody knows who John Cleese is, I'm sure. Um, This is called A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, this is a comedy. This is a... a, uh, uh, a jewelry heist, comedy, backstabbing, double timing, triple timing. Let's see Jamie Lee Curtis's top of her boobs anyway. <laughs> uh, this is just a brilliant movie. Stars uh, Kevin Klein, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Cleese, and Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Anybody know who Michael Palin is? Another alumni of Monty Python and a true genius in his own right. Mm-hmm. This movie was directed by uh, Charles Crichton and John Cleese. John Cleese requi- requested Charles Crichton to come on. And he also gives him credit for the writing, too. Um, um, Charles Crichton was didn't really do a lot of movies, uh, worked a lot in TV. You guys, Space 1999. I think he did like 12 <laughs> episodes of that or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he did it. The only movie I really remember, I, oh, God, The Lavender Mob. It, I think it was like Lavender 19, Hill Mob or? 19, yeah, The Lavender Hill Mob. That's it. 
like the 19, 1950 like or Michael something. or what's his name? Uh, Alec Guinness. Oh, no, uh, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness actually won an Academy Award for it. Um, so Mike uh, Charles Crichton has has the honor of having been the director of that. He also was the director, ch- co-director of this. And Kevin Klein won an Academy Award as yeah. supporting actor for this role. And it, rightfully so rightfully he so, is just absolutely. he is insanely brilliant as and he it, without his role i think this movie wouldn't have been half as good no. but you can say that on just about everybody now this movie is a heist movie but it's just fraught with, it's a fun it's a lot of fun man. it with with intrigue it's a farce big time um a lot of lot of you know the the nice mild sexual innuendos going on well most of it some of it was, you know, <laughs> Kevin Klein jumping on Jamie Lee Curtis with her legs spread wide apart was was kind of good. <laughs> Take the anyway, key. Kevin, yeah, wanted to learn a foreign language. Is that all it took, Jamie Lee Curtis, for crying out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We find out later that yeah, she she's a sucker for foreign languages. Uh, but anyway, John Cleese, a sucker, is a <clears throat> John John Cleese <laughs> is a barrister. <laughs> Uh, which that's a that's British for a lawyer, and uh, he enters the the situation when they pull off the heist. Everything seems to go to plan, except Wanda, the woman who is the girlfriend of the the main guy doing the heist. What's his name? He becomes this non kind of a non character. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, oh, um, yeah. George, I think George, George, George. Yeah, it becomes George. Yeah, and she double crosses him. She turns him in, and uh, one thing leads to another. <laughs> Her and Kevin Klein are supposedly brother and sister, uh, but you find out that they're not. That they're really lovers, um, and Kevin Klein plays this uh, supposed. CIA assassin guy who is a intellectual because he reads Nietzsche. Uh, <laughs> or thinks he's, a, but, thinks he's an intellectual anyway. <laughs> thinks he's an intellectual uh, and and despises being called stupid. <laughs> Don't call me stupid. But uh, but there's he has some of the most memorable ro- uh, roles and lines. We were uh, making fun of the fact that uh, we 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 can't do the stuttering, but. Uh, because of this movie, stuttering is a very major component. Part, yeah. <laughs> a major component of the movie, it, it, it and it's a major component. Well. It's a major component of uh, the character that that uh, he plays. Well, Otto, yeah, ex- uh, yeah. Ex- uh, yeah. Well, because he's just um, a truly just he's just a truly vile character, you know. But he's funny. He's funny, and it's a just kind of a romp through. Anyway, the the main robber. Uh, is thrown in jail. His lawyer is John Cleese. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis, Wanda, sees the opportunity here, so she latches on to the lawyer. Uh, here's a bit of trivia. The lawyer's name was Archie Leach. I know who was? <laughs> who, who, who is Archie Leach? <laughs> Anybody know? Yeah, I do. What is that name? Oh, I saw the attack, oh, attack of the Archie Leeches. I saw that movie. Who is it, Fez? Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Uh, that was the uh, original name of Cary Grant. Yeah. Archibald oh, Leach. Oh, that's funny. I just thought that was a nice little in-joke, Archie Leach. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why. But anyway, uh, he plays this barrister. He's the, you know, the upstanding 
citizen and she just seduces the hell out of him because when you see his life he's ripe for being seduced because yeah. <laughs> <and, laughs> uh, he, he doesn't have the greatest home life but it's just a it's a it's a, just a wild romp through london which is fresh i think you know the whole uh that this takes place in england you know not in in america which i thought was kind of kind of interesting you know yeah at the time uh, too and john cleese is brilliant as always michael palin who plays and oh <laughs> Ken, he's, I think he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, that Wanda is two, two characters. Uh, there's a fish too called Wanda right. that becomes kind of integral to the whole plot later on between uh, Otto and the fish and, and Ken. Ken. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we could talk about, uh, I, I'm going to kind of leave it there for the, my the whole, no, the whole impression. scene where he's like, trying to kill the old lady ends up being the little dogs and he's an animal lover animal funerals just horrified what he's doing and it's just like the one where he has like the vicious dog in with him and he yeah he's trying to get it ready and <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> see the body python in this you know oh, yeah. the heart yeah, of Monty course. Python and so yeah. much of the of the farcical, absurdist kind of humor. You know, yes. um, some parts don't age well, as we've been avoiding talking about the stuttering. We're doing that um, as as far as comedic <laughs> devices. And then, um, you know, I I've never been a fan of Kevin Klein. I I know he is a good actor because he inhabits this role, and I can't see anyone other than him playing it. I just don't like him. For some reason, I, I don't know what it is. He's never done anything wrong to me, but his performance is great. But um, I think it's because he got Phoebe Cates and you didn't. Well, <laughs> well I can have her now, and she's still 18. So. Oh. And Kevin Klein, I can have him at eight. No, I mean, uh, yes. Oh. Yes. Well, that's to me. That's the brilliant part of his part is when he, head. when he starts to to um, try to engage uh, Ken uh, Ken uh, in a homosexual uh, right, affair. right as a ruse, right? Yeah, on well, this ruse. And then even when they do it in public after like the court date, and all these people are looking at him, he's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> you know, like his whole attitude. I think, uh, yeah, Kevin Klein. This is a, a moment of brilliance in any. He deserved the actor when you watch the, how much he does, and it's yeah. at the subtleties of his performance as well as the grandiose uh, yeah. uh, other extreme. He deserves it. I, you know, this, I, yeah, I can objectively, that's what I think. yeah, uh, yeah, I can a, look at him and say, yeah, you totally deserve this role because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you you inhabit it. You know, the, yeah. this is the, this is a precursor yeah. Yeah, to total, Bowfinger. Totally. In, what's that? I said this is a precursor to Bowfinger. This very much reminds me of Bowfinger, this kind of like uh, comedian creating this world. And I think that's what both or that's what uh, A Fish Called Wanda is. It's a world uh, like yeah. they they literally yes. create this little cosmos that is amazing. It's a fishbowl. It is. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I get it now. I, I, I always wonder, like, what 
what were those fish made out of that Kevin Klein's tried, you know, eating? Like, what do they make those fake fish? Is it Jello? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Now we know. They look good. It look real. Gummies. <laughs> yeah, you can see him like wiggling them. You know, he's got a yeah, little movement yeah. in his hand. Massive gummies. But just Sorry. just that terrifying, like, you know, imagine that scene done for not comedy or dark comedy, like in the hands of like Tarantino or something. It's almost like <laughs> like, like insert reservoir dog seriousness over this movie. I want no, that fish yeah. to bleed when he's bit. That's right. <laughs> Say Wanda again, one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, the, the whole sexual aspects of it, you know, that, that Jamie Lee Curtis, she's the femme fatale. And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty sexy. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I went along with that pretty well, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, but but they and, also play that down with, like, her ridiculous disguises. When she goes into the court with the oh, sunglasses yeah. and that the fucking... <laughs> you're like, come on. Like, none yeah. of that is, yeah. But then she goes back to like seducing him at his house at, while his wife and daughter are at the opera. Um, yeah. That, well, that whole scene is great to me because she comes back early, finds the locket, and then she's like, "Oh, our life is invigorated again." Because she is as feeling as stagnated as he is, without either of them knowing it. And I think oh, that really, I think that's amazing. You know that that just little, uh, yeah, that little nuance there. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, a, the, yeah, the whole. That's why I said they. It's just a portrayal of the different levels of society. You know, and, and, Engl- done, and done, English done, society. The yeah, proper English society. English society. Yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. They even yeah. They calm says, and fish called Wanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He even says at one point, you know, he's like, oh, "Do you know what it's like living in a stifling miserable society?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get. Kevin Klein right around and I go, stupid fucking snot nose ridden. Well, yeah. Well, fucking so one, of the running, <laughs> one of the running gags is he's driving, what is that, a Lincoln Continental or something? <laughs> oh, oh, and no, no, he goes, no, no, out of the King way, King. asshole. 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 <laughs> that, was a, that was a grand marquee, baby. A big one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why would you have that car over there? In England, right. Because it's that character. In Texas, well, you're great. <laughs> well, that's that's the brilliance of the film is John Cleese uh, putting the American, you know, um, culture against the English culture, um, and them being there to steal from the English culture. Yeah, I think that's that's brilliant um, how he puts that together, and I love the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is controlling everything, and. Um, Everybody else is just like these puppets. Then yeah. she's just like, woohoo. And she adapts. Got him by the balls. Yeah, and she adapts yeah, so. as she needs to adapt. And this is why it's called A Fish Called Wanda. And she's been doing it for a long time, though. Right. So you're yeah. assuming no, she's yeah. good. You know, why would you trust yeah. her, though? Well, and I love Otto. Don't call me stupid. Don't call me stupid. Because <laughs> he's fucking stupid for the most part. He's stupid. You know, yes. when he's holding him up by outside the window, and right. they have the cameras like, right. I'm yeah. very, very, very sorry. He's always I really, really on mean it. Yeah, it's <laughs> always quizzing people on Nietzsche, unabashedly. Well, what was it? The, the big tirade, you know that? Oh, what was it? I love. I love in the scene out the window. You can see people in the parking lot going, "What the hell?" Yeah, way off in the A really good deep focus shot. 
it, that was a good shot i thought because that, that, that was that was excellent yeah uh, just uh, yeah what's it what she so, said so what sorry, she say to him? Just, you're so stupid that when you found out her name was porsche she, you asked why she was named after a car <laughs> which i'm stupid because i thought that was a car Oh, uh, the whole show. It, it was, yeah, it's fun. I like that. But yeah, the dog yeah. thing. The dog, yeah. And he keeps trying to do this, and she keeps having a heart attack. He keeps going to the fucking dog's funeral. She takes her time. medicine, she recovers. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's that absurdist kind, of, kind <laughs> yes. of thing, you know. One of them, Monty the car goes on. You know? yeah. He goes on and looks at the dog. The dog's like, seriously flat. All four legs are like. <laughs> I love like, oh the last God. one though. And he's like crying. Thing falls on top of it, and she's like trying to uh, wait. Yeah, she that? keeps walking, and it's like still reeling out. Oh, and that, she's that. like looking down, like and she's tugging at. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's you know this. The, the movie is 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 actually the plot is kind of complicated. It is, you know, and how everything. And how everything oh, yeah. winds to the to the finale, you know. Uh, and I don't know if we want to spoil it. Just go watch it because this is a it's worth the watch. A, yeah. Just a fun movie. Just it an absolutely yeah, fun movie. But spoiler alert! Let's talk about it. Spoiler alert! Big bubble yeah. pop. You don't see Jamie Lee Curtis naked like you do in Trading Places. Spoiler. Oh, I was going to say Trading she's Places. Still hot. <laughs> I have seen. Yeah, that's that's the most worn out part of VHS tape I owned back in the day. <laughs> when, she was, when she was like straddled the rope. When he's speaking Italian. Well, that's got Eddie Murphy, who's one of my com- comedic gods. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna, if it's yeah. spoiler alert, yeah, do it. Yeah, she, uh, Wanda manipulates everybody to a large degree. Mm-hmm. Manipulates John Cleese's, you know, uh, Archie, you know, and and he. But there again, you know, he's kind of in that spot where. You know, I think he wanted. You he's know, ripe for he, it. Yeah, he's, he's mean, ripe for it. And, you know, and he 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 falls into it. But there there becomes the, the you know, one of the catches is he's looking, you know, well, where where's the money? <laughs> you know? And then she even asks because he says to her in the one one time in the car, uh, you know, I that's when I fell in love with you. And the look on her face, you know, there is just brilliant. Just the her her this is why she's a good actor her face became soft yeah you know before it was never real soft always that little hardness but man it became that soft you know and i went yeah yeah that's just that's great you know um so, but the movie has a lot of depth and some of the some of the comedy is just it's just and mostly not always, but yeah, because Michael Palin does. He, he ends up with a with with a patch over his eye. He's all bloody, <laughs> trying to kill the old lady who's a, who's a witness to to the to the crime to the yeah. almost becomes guy, like a comedy you know. of errors. It is, uh, yeah. It's a yeah, Shakespeare, there, Shakespeare meets Monty Python, you know. I think to you know, and I think there's there's a big Monty Python influence in those segments, you know, mm-hmm. the way that those are shot. 
the way they look. Those you could have yeah, the setup to the gag. Yes, you know, you're yes, almost like yes. waiting for the the, the laugh yeah, track yeah, to kick yeah, in. But yeah. it but it yeah. works with the other stuff. It doesn't look like it's chunked. Oh up, no, it works. Ab- I mean? No, it works yeah. absolutely. It it's, it's integrated. Look like it's like perfectly. butting these two things up. That's because that's because John Cleese is brilliant yeah. himself. Uh, yes. The guy's a great actor. He's a great writer. Uh, another bit of trivia: he is a uh, uh, quite ubiquitous in. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online <laughs> as a, yeah. as a oh, voice really, uh, actor. Uh, yeah, cool. his voice comes up all, all the time. Yeah. He, he and Michael Gambon. Yeah, Michael Gambon is in a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, who is the other one? Uh, we're, shit, we're just talking about him. Uh, Peter Stormare. Oh, Peter Stormare, yeah. Yeah, he's in. He's an ESO voice actor, too. Isn't uh, he the guy that but anyway, does like the the Nord guy, yeah. Yeah, the Nord. <laughs> yeah. It's like but anyway, Fish Nord. Called Wanda is just, it's just absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I've seen it several times. It holds up, too, I think, you know, I don't, other than yeah. other than the, the does, you know, it it's not politically it. correct to, to make fun of somebody who stutters. And, you know, that's understandable. Um, that's the way it is. <laughs> and and <laughs> you know? when you when you see that, to me, it was like. I know the brilliance of John Cleese as a writer, the brilliance of Monty Python. Not that everything worked, but but they, they were daring yeah. and they were generally generally funny. There was a vein of funny that they that they draw from. And exactly. I, and when yeah, I saw that, like, and having Michael Palin having a stutter as for comedic effect, it it seemed kind of cheap, like. Wait a minute! I, uh, Didn't it draw controversy even when no, it, came it, out it could very well have been, but it was like God, you are so funny. And I thought, well, maybe it was his writing partner, maybe it was the other guy, maybe that was his joke. And by the time Cleese is like, ah, I'm too tired. Yeah, that's fine. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, well, right. Or he just knew the absurdity of it because it was another. Because then you have it at the end when he loses the stutter and why he loses the stutter <laughs> is when he finally gets his revenge in the steamroller coming. That's Python. Ever so much to put we'll Kevin Klein Otto into the cement, oh, and I look, thought, you know, Kevin. like, okay, that's I'm rewarding so because by that time you really hate Otto. He's such a despicable yeah. character. Like, <laughs> yeah, geez, well, so glad yeah. that ah, just, but but <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Yeah, not forever. I'm like, oh, come on, really? Yeah, but the stutter is not the the, the stutter is not the joke. The stutter is uh, to show that just, Otto is a piece of shit. I mean that yeah, that yeah. is I, really what that stutter that, is all about. Absolutely, that's yeah. what Otto, I think. You know, he's you the just, bully, the horrible, the horrible. Yes, he's, yes, he's, the horrible. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's an amazing only, piece of shit. Yeah, he's the only one that reacts to Ken's stutter. Yes, except for yes. John Cleese. Yeah. Of course, he's kind of like, well, this is the first time I'm meeting you, and and even he's being like, mm, mm, mm. oh come on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but then he goes right back to being proper and, and right. apologizing yeah. and saying, yeah. and and being genuinely, I'm sorry. Just move on. Let's move on. You know, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. That's what I. That's I always took it for that. You know. You know, yeah. That, well, I think that's comedy it is genius. What, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. not going for the cheap laugh. It's actually going for the complicated laugh uh, of the the person who's you know you, you go after Otto because Otto <laughs> like every is, episode of Psycho Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Otto is the biggest piece of shit, but we're amused by him. You know, and he gets an Oscar for that part. You know, yeah, because yeah. of what a, a well, piece of shit he is, and and the way. I honestly think it's because this is an English film that portrays him as the American. 
<laughs> you know? and, the, and, the, and the really bad American. The, yeah, the really yeah. bad American. Well, yeah, yeah. Prerequisite ugly American. Yes, right, yes, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also get <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. who's an American, and she's a fucking shifty as fuck person. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is probably how the English see us in the, the two different ways. Well, just like in what Love Actually, you know, we have oh. Billy Bob Thornton as the president, who's just a prick. Just a fucking prick and a bully, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I love Love Actually is one of my all-time favorite films. Great movie. It is but, a great movie. I watched it uh, on a Christmas Eve, and look how uh, the Americans had, portrayed, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. I, I had I had no idea what it was, and I just thought, I just fell in love with that. Everybody in that film is just amazing. Alan Rickman. Great, great movie. Yeah. All of it. It's hard to watch. It's hard for me to watch because there are parts that are just so heartbreaking. Love Actually? That, yes. Yeah, yeah. That I just don't want to watch it again because it's like I just don't want to be dragged down into that right. place. I try to watch movies to help escape. and that are, right. there, are, there are great comic moments. There are certain storylines I prefer over the others. Well, it, you know. the... the um uh, The hard one with, uh, with by Grathar's Hammer, Mises. he and his wife, you know, right. the, the Shakespearean actress. Um, but Liam Neeson that, and Liam Neeson. Well, Liam Neeson and his kid is great. The writer trying to write is great. Oh, the, yes. the the porn stand-ins. Uh, those are all great. <laughs> the, the the, the uh, you know, it just that's just a heartbreaking thing Wait. to watch that unravel. And, and has everybody just, has everybody seen Love Actually? I no. That's Mrs. Fez. That's one of her favorite movies. I'm. I, I'm I'm my my critique of the film is there are too many threads. I would have preferred that they pare it down to a few and then just get those to over overlap. But it's, it's like a good English sweater. Too many threads. Wait, Feather, have you seen Love Actually? I believe I would probably say I m- might have. <laughs> Bill Nye is. The I think rock I star. have. But Bill, I don't Bill Knight. Oh my God! Yes. Oh fuck! I that, forgot that's about the him. That's part of the movie. Yes. I love that. That's, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't oh, do yeah. drugs, kids. Just become yeah. a rock star, and they yeah. give you the drugs. <laughs> don't buy. Yeah, don't, don't buy drugs. Don't buy drugs. They give you the drugs for free. Yeah. Oh, but that's just so good. That's some advice from your Uncle Billy. (laughs) Yeah, well, you get Andrew Andrew Lincoln and uh, Kieran Knightley. I mean, that, yeah, I'd say that. He says, says, make sure you got your fruit leather to her. (laughs) Yeah, I love actually. Okay, back to Fish Called Wanda. Does it hold up? I I think it does. I think it does, too. Me, too. yeah. I mean, some elements, I, some elements I, I, don't, but yeah, for the most part, the, the farcical absurdity. The humor of it, has think, nothing to do with the time period. Yeah, it's right. just for because the most we, part, that Shakespearean stuff we were seeing all throughout Frasier, that comedy of errors. There's a reason why those plays are still being done 500 years later. The formula works, you know, yeah. it, whether you, you might like particulars of the story, but the, the whole formula and the absurdity of it, it it's still quite funny. But I honestly think this is the the Bowfinger of its time. So Bowfinger is I like the 90s. Bowfinger. Yeah, and this is the yeah. 80s. It has that uh, kind uh, of self referential comedy, you know. Uh, and also and it's smart. Written, there are there's a lot of smartness to it. A lot of smartness to it. Yeah, and it's yeah. written by a comedian, uh, John Cleese, and uh, um, 
Steve yeah, Martin. the actors too. Yeah, and then the actors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember when this came out. I saw this at the theater, um, and I mainly saw it because of John Cleese and uh, Michael Palin. Yep. But I remember thinking, "Wow, this is actually good," and it was like a huge. It was like a sleeper hit. Um, I don't think yeah. it was expected to do as well as it did. And then, of course, you know, um, Klein gets the uh, best uh, supporting actor. But I didn't. This movie kind of kick off like, like. Um, the distributors are like, oh, well, we could bring in some other British stuff. And because I, I remember not long after we get four weddings and a funeral and stuff like that. And this oh, yeah. smart, funny, you know, British comedies. I remember there was a whole bunch of them coming over. And then yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the late 80s set up the independent film market of the 90s. The 90s were glorious. Like, I remember, like, you know, getting uh, VHS and then DVD of all these just small films. You know, we were, I mean, we even did some of them, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, uh, on this podcast. Uh, search for One-Eyed Jimmy. <laughs> you know, the, that kind of shit you don't get right now but you might like i think with the streaming uh, being people who are funding these smaller films um do you find yourself getting kind of drowned uh in all of the things that are available and not being able to find these really nice cool little gems you know like that you know like living in oblivion do you remember that movie living in oblivion with uh, um steve buscemi Oh, no. right, right. I was going to say, I can see the poster in my head. <laughs> was that the one where he's got he and his neighbor, like a girl neighbor? No, Living in Oblivion is he's a director trying to make this film. You know, oh, okay. It's, it's literally about filmmaking. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's uh, if it. Like Fellini. It, at the time when it came out, you know, I was I was in film school at the time. And yeah, I went to my professor and said, look at this movie. Everybody in this class should watch this movie. Right. Yeah. Because it's a it's a true. I, there's some absurdities to it, you know, that they've added. To, and I don't even know. I think they're actual events that he just embellished on, you know, to make them right. more hyper, hyper funny. And, you know, uh, but still all true. It's a it's a brilliant movie. Uh, it's, uh, since we're talking about it, Steve Buscemi does this tirade as the director yeah. and he do, he does it they do it it's just an improv and so he does it just as a rehearsal and the director uh what's, what's his name Dichilla. Oh, Dichilla. Yeah. Dichilla, yeah 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 he he said oh that was so good that was god i wish we would have filmed that and steve buscemi says oh i can do it again exactly like i just did it <laughs> And so he said, <laughs> okay, so they filmed it and, and they yeah. said it was just absolutely brilliant. Did it almost word for word, you know, I don't know. It's a great yeah. movie. It's a great yeah. movie. You have to yeah. see it. If And if you've ever made a yes. movie, it's, it will speak to you in that way. It, it resonates <laughs> it big time. Really yeah. does. It's, and it's funny because it's not an indictment of that. It's a love letter. No to that process. Oh, it really yes. is. Yeah. But you have the crazy, the 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 uh, actor who's who's the prima donna, you know, who comes into the to the set and kind of puts everything, turns everything on his ear, and then the cinematographer who's a, another prima donna. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. It's just a great movie. I got something anyway. in my eye. 
Yeah. (laughs) All the craft service with everything going spoiling. Yeah. Well, and then Peter Dinklage is in it. And they're like, do this. And he goes, Because there's a dream dream sequence. Yeah. He's like, oh, great. I'm the dwarf hanging, uh, holding up an apple in the dream sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's it's brilliant. If you you haven't seen it, you absolutely have to see it. But that's what I loved about the 90s. The 90s had a a plethora of uh, amazing um, uh, independent. Coming out of the 80s with all the crazy shit. Well, and I think the Dang. 80s set that up. I think the 80s set yes. it up to say, look. I agree. Yeah. And we also had VHS, which was, I can make stuff. Yeah, that was VHS. a You can make a lot of money. You, know, you could bypass the right. theater system. Well, and yep. uh, that's, you know, people wonder about trauma. And it's because they bought all these rights to these movies. <laughs> and they wanted to own these rights. And they sold all these uh uh, cassettes and DVDs for right. I could actually actually yeah, help fund some of these little things and get yeah feedback to them and not yeah yeah the nineties yeah. and then you had a lot of like those indie films were making things that the big studios would never make and like like the movie like Smoke with Harvey Keitel oh you know yeah. I love that movie there's something yeah. I mean it is, I love the uh, I can smell the cigar store you know and just all the talk about cigars it's like okay I, that's that you got me where I live. But you would never see a big studio make that movie, you know, something quiet like that, you know, it it just wouldn't be done. It's not a spectacle that you would see. It's not action. It's like, here's a character driven little slice of slice of life kind of movie. That's just it's only going to appeal to a very niche crowd, you know, and I I love that, that they would take that adventure like that. At that time, they also had uh, things like Reservoir Dogs that turned into Pulp Fiction. You know, it's like this really quiet... We saw that at the Clay Zell, didn't we? Right, but then you see Pulp Uh, Fiction produced. uh, And we also have um, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, which we have uh, uh, Hard Eight. Um, Then he makes um, Boogie Nights. And you're like... Boogie Nights and I think Pulp Fiction still feel like independent movies because they are. They, they're allowing the auteur, the the director, to, to do their thing. Um, but I also think at that time uh, Tarantino was really good because he had uh, Lawrence Bender as a, a producer. You know, I think there was a, a really nice balance that was going on there um, that uh, I sometimes feel like is lacking <laughs> with his current stuff. Not that his current stuff isn't great. I just, I, I honestly think there's a balance that, that could be getting there. But that uh, fish called Wanda, I really think it, <laughs> I, I honestly, I think it, I think it laid the groundwork. Don't you guys? Like, I Yeah, think it's it one, laid, one of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think what it other, did. I think it really did. Yeah. What other movies just, uh, of that time did that? In 1988? Late 80s? Late 80s? Late 80s, early 90s. Early 80s? Hmm. I would say Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. I'd say the Evil Dead. Oh, I thought you meant something like A Fish Called Wanda. No, I would just say that anybody that's making it, it's a very... it was a vision that the shot of the demon on the ground or that's whatever it was moving along the ground yeah. what that's yeah. what secured him the money to finish the movie that you know just a brilliant you know gonzo filmmaking in a way but still a not an original story but a spooky gory as fuck movie competently shot tell the story not everything works but 
it was like what the first time you see like like reservoir dogs or clerks here's our people who are making movies with a passion and they they get it done on their own terms and they they all become very successful Uh, and link letter um what's his first movie um shit what's that called Richard Linkletter had his first independent movie, which was just this kind of following. It was him originally as the actor following all these vignettes uh, through Slacker. Slacker. Yeah, Slacker. Slacker. If you haven't seen that, I think Slacker is brilliant. I think it is like if you've got a no budget and you've got all these people that are your friends, it is literally just like this uh, walk through a conversation. That's what I love. When about. did that come out? 91, I think. That it? Yeah, let me look. It's It was early on. 1990. 90. When we were collecting film. I, right. I knew somewhere yeah. around I remember there, seeing yeah. it in our video store all the time, but I, don't, oh, I never yeah. watched it. That well, There's that cover with the the, the the weird kid with the backwards hat and yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. That turned me off. I'm like, eh, I'm good. Well, and I, it did me too, but I had a, a co-worker. It was Glenn from uh, Triad. Ah. Blue Fez. Glenn goes, I feel like this is something you would like. <laughs> so I literally read it and I'm like, Glenn, you are absolutely fucking right. <laughs> um, it was really good. And then I love the fact that uh, Clerks came out. Um, and I didn't know about Clerks until Professor Feather goes, you need to see this film, Clerks. This is really like what independent filmmaking is all about. And I watched it and I f- fucking fell in love with it. I, we went I to the theater and saw it. We did, yes. And I, oh. I probably I probably watched I probably watched Clerks more than, uh, well, just about as much as I've watched uh, Pulp Fiction, which is another one that I, I don't know what it is about that movie that I just can watch it over and over and over. Yeah, that shit's fucking amazing. The, the 90s, How much did Roger Avery have to do with Pulp Fiction? Do you know? Uh, he helped write it. I, he did help write it, didn't he? He did. He got. Yeah. He actually got to come up with the the best uh, the Oscar for the writing. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, he had I a lot he did, to do. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot to do with uh, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, as I said, there's you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of that's very contentious, but. Right. I still think I still think we see that Tarantino is the genius he is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that his genius is saying, "Hey, Roger, come over here and help me write this," you know. And I, I think he left after Reservoir Dogs to go to uh, yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he wrote the, the the basic one, and then he got Roger Avery to come over with him, and he just wanted to be away from yeah. everything. He didn't want any like you know anything to influence what he was going to do next, which I think is amazing. So I guess that's it, eh? <laughs> yeah, both of these episodes have been better, longer than the uh, skin deep, so that's all we were looking for. It's a win. <laughs> there you have it, a fish called Wanda. No fish bones about it. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say!
have been experiencing. The radio insane. Yes, ladies and germs, I'm back for the ending. <laughs> okay. God, Bob. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys, I was having a fucking bit of a problem there last time, and I left, and you guys just fucking fell apart. I didn't realize how, just how, how cohesive a glue I am to this. Yeah, podcast. the glue for you, do. We Andromeda strained it. We call him the corset. <laughs> 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 Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Send those cards and letters, friends and folk. Uh, Unsane Radio is on Facebook. Yeah, that's the other place I remember talking about. Facebook. Unsane Radio is on Facebook. So Psycho Cinema. (laughs) Tar and Feather. Tarandfeather.com. Tar and Feather's Psycho Cinema indeed is on Facebook. Tar and Feather Psycho Cinema is now on YouTube. You can stream our latest episode, which is Dr. Tar. Project Moonbase. Thank you. Yes, interviews, slugfest. We got some great guests coming on. Oh, live uh, live album reviews. We are now we've doubled our subscribers in the last year. We have four different record and PR companies sending us albums to review to listen to. Excellent. We get free stuff. We get free stuff is right. We're getting all kinds of swag. So, yeah, we got we got a lot of bands going on. We we have been booked solid for the rest of the year for about a month, and we're already booking into 2024. So, yeah. Wow, very nice. cool. Having a good time. Cool. And we freaks the web comics on the Facebook W E E F R E E K Z. Check it out. <laughs> it's, it's great. All right. Wait for it, Frank, Frank. <laughs> sure, all this is edited out for We Freaks commercials. That's right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>